Welcome to the Manly Banter. Everything you're about to hear is raw. Like prison sex. It's uncut. Like my penis. Unedited. Like every celebrity sex tape. Unfiltered. Like a black and mild. And if you're easily offended or don't know if you're easily offended. You're going to learn today. Back out now. And if you decide to stay. Enjoy. Welcome to the cold, hard, wet witch's nipple. Just kidding. It's the manly banter. I'm Bash. And I'm Bader. And have you ever licked a witch's nipple? Answer it on the poll on Spotify. Yeah. You can uh, answer our uh, Q&A on Spotify. Only Spotify. So you Spotify listeners, check out... uh, in the episode description, it should be right in there. Yeah. I think so. That's what she said. Yeah. In oh. the description. No. Right in there. <laughs> in the description. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how are you going to make in the description sexual? <laughs> in the description. In in the lipscription. In the lipscription. All right. So, uh... Let's talk about witches a little bit to prep the mood, because today we are going to be covering the White Water Witches. Also, uh, gonna do a little talking about, uh, well, play you guys a little, what is that? A story. Yeah. Or, uh, a little witch trial. A little witch trial. Well, there's a couple in there. Yeah. Alright. So, here's what I'm thinking. Alright. Tell me what's on your mind. In a fight between a witch and one of the crackheads down the street, who do you think would win? Oh, a crackhead all day. Dude, I think crackheads have special powers. They do. I think they're, like, trying to channel their fucking magic sometimes. You've seen them, like, doing those weird dances on the street corner. It's like, are you dancing? Like, no, I'm trying to stand up, motherfucker. (laughs) i got to keep my footing (laughs) before I fall over. (laughs) can't stand still. Crack, 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 crack. Got some crack. I'll suck your dick. Right, dude? I was just talking about that. You want want a half a tooth blowjob, bro? (laughs) Oh, my God. That would suck. Like, you have to do that to save the whole world. You got to let her gargle your hog. It's like I'm putting Listerine on it when I'm done. Oh, God. You're going to need more than that. Fuck the world. I'm living alone. You're going to need some rubbing alcohol. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, that's what I did when I got bit when I was at the mental hospital. I need Listerine and possibly some fucking ointment. So I, I did two things that were fucked up. Okay. One was uh, I was on vacation and we had travel sized bottles of like Listerine. And uh, in the same kind of bottle, which wasn't labeled, uh, was like astringent for like makeup remover. Oh, shit. And it looked the same fucking color. No, you So didn't. I brushed my teeth. And I took the fucking bottle and I put it on my mouth. It's just swishing around I'm like this is some nasty fucking listerine. I'm like, oh. and I'm like, Ugh. and I started gagging. I'm like, no, nope, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Showed her the bottle. She goes, that's my makeup remover. I was like, no, fuck. <laughs> that's awesome. And then another one happened last night at the haunt. Uh-oh. So yeah. And then the night came. I'm fucking tired. I go into the makeup room and uh, I grab a bottle which I thought was makeup remover. 
to get the shit off my face. And it was fucking rubbing alcohol. <laughs> Ouch. Got around my eyes and it burned. It like, still worked, fuck. though, huh? It worked, but then I was like, nope, I got to wash this shit off my face. And I just ran my face under some fucking cold water, went back in there, and then I used the remover. <laughs> it was rough, man. Yeah, because the remover is made out of acetone, right? Or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I remember working at the hunt i would carry a, a bag of the uh, wipes baby wipes with me. oh yeah you have to yeah that, that was my magic trick that's how i got rid of things um <clears throat> so we're we're about to dive into the story here soon have you been to whitewater wisconsin uh yeah i used to deliver beer there really yeah yeah it's a it's not a, a super big town but it's it's, it's a party town yeah Holy shit, dude. I would bring pallets and pallets of beer there every day. And the shelves were just emptied. It was nuts. Yeah. Got to get all them loose women drunk. Oh, my God, man. Yeah, because they won't fuck me sober. (laughs) I bring them crates of beer and they still won't touch me. God damn it. Oh, man. Should I dive into this? Sure, dive in. Okay. So I'm actually going to be reading uh, something that was written about the truth behind the legend of the Whitewater Witches by Emma Cunningham. Um, Emma, Emma, thank you for letting us steal your content. (laughs) Coming ham, coming her ham, ham, (laughs) and then make her eat it. All right, ready? Sure. Okay. The urban legend of the witches and the spiritual happenings began in the 19th century, leading Whitewater to become known as the Second Salem. Which we do have Salem, Wisconsin here, but like they try to decorate it, but it's a really small fucking northern town. It is said that the tales began around 1889, which is when the Morris Pratt Institute was built in the town. The institute was known for for teaching spiritualism, which was a popular belief during the 1800s. And regular lectures were given on psychic subjects and paranormal activities. It is said that the building had an all-white room, which was used to conduct seances. That's probably the spookiest thing in Whitewater. The old Morris Pratt School, said Karen Weston, uh, Whitewater's archivist of 27 years. The school functioned for about 40 years until it was turned into a telephone office in 1946. The Institute was moved to Milwaukee, where it still exists today. What many people find intriguing is a story about the locked room in the special collection section in the basement of the Anderson Library. Rumors say that the dark contents of the book have driven three students and a professor to kill themselves. According to the legend, one person who borrowed the book was locked in a mental institution because of this. The book is now hidden under lock and key at the Anderson Library. If you ask to see the book, you will be expelled, or so they say. The only locked book we own is actually Catholic hymnal, Weston said. We think the stories about it come from the fact that up until 1989, a hundred years after the Morris Pratt Institute was founded, 
The storage we used for the book was was a locked cage because it's the only storage unit we had. A locked book in special collections got this image of being dangerous. However, none of the people who ever talked about the Catholic hymnal have given us a publisher, a title, another, <clears throat> and another no date nothing. It is unknown if the mysterious book remains unlabeled for the reason for a reason or for coincidence. Adding to the town's eeriness, Whitewater's three cemeteries have special something unusual about them. Gosh, I can't talk today. The Calvary Cemetery, which sits on the northern edge of campus. Oak Grove Cemetery, located up on a hill near the next to the Washington Elementary School on the east side of town. And Hillside Cemetery, adjacent to Crabath Lake. Crabath Lake? There we go. <clears throat> Are positioned in the shape of a perfect isosceles triangle. The legend has it that the triangle can be connected to witchcraft. There was a coffin of a little girl mysteriously put on the campus back in 1970 during Halloween week. People think it was taken from one of the local cemeteries, Weston said. Oak Grove Cemetery is said to be the final resting place of the axe-toting murderous Mary Worth. On Halloween Eve, legend says that Mary can be spotted among the tombstones. But the haunting stories can... <clears throat> The haunting stories continue about the small Midwestern town, including one about the Stone Water Tower in Starin Park. Stories say that witches would surround the tower at night, performing rituals in the park. An iron fence was put up around the tower with barbed wire spikes pointed inward as if they were trying to keep something in rather than keep people out. The tower sits just south of Wells Hall, which also is said to have many hauntings since it was built in the late 1960s. Wells Hall is one of the student housings that has had questioning stories. In 1981, the, the girls of the Alpha Sigma sorority heard loud noises coming from the basement while they ate their dinner. Bricks of the basement floor were found scattered ev everywhere when they went to go check it out, revealing a never-before-seen tunnel entrance. The story says that the tunnel system was found well, was used by witches as a way of traveling between the town's oldest man mansion-sized homes without being spotted by civilians. The most recent story about the witches took place in 1992, when three students witnessed a late-night ritual on a beach near Whitewater Lake. Watching the ritual until it appeared as if a huge object was coming out of the lake. As time passes, the stories become more unusual and persistent, and although they are all undocumented and extremely vague, they do a good job of keeping their creepiness factor haunting students year after year. There we go, that's a... Uh that was a good one. Yeah, man, it really was. It, I didn't, I didn't mind that one at all. So uh, I know it's uh, co <coughs> October for us, and I know we're trying to do 
like all like sp- spooky or mysterious stories and shit like that. But I do want to throw another funny one in here. Oh, is it about a kid jerking off in his bedroom again? Something like that. <laughs> so I was seeing a trend. <coughs> oh God! Online, and I kind of wanted to do it with you. Basically, we make <coughs> noises, and the first one to laugh loses. What? Never? You never seen this? It's like a group of people that would stand in a circle and they'd go around and they would just make a random fucking noise and whoever laughed got out. Dude, I suck at this. <laughs> I think we should do it. Like right now? We can. Like right this fucking second? Or do you want to do it <clears throat> we can for do it a TikTok? Yeah, we could do it for a TikTok. <clears throat> Let's do it for a TikTok. All right. Yuck. Sorry, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't excited. I turned around and you're just like, yak. <laughs> we'll, we'll save it for another time. <laughs> 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 oh, all right. Okay. All right. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, dude, we're going to both lose so bad. We need to do the blindfold water bottle on a string thing, too. Like swinging back and forth. <laughs> oh, fuck. But you ain't allowed to swing it. Because you're going to fucking knock me out. <laughs> I'm going to fucking it smack me in the face and blow up water everywhere. I'm fucking just knocked out. You're too damn strong <laughs> for that shit. I'll be... Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Dude, you see how bogus people are? They, like, leave them in the what? chair. But, no, they, like, hold it up. And the person's, like, acting like they're dodging. They're like, you're doing so good, dude. You're doing so good. And then they, like, take off their blindfold, and the person's still holding the water <laughs> bottle. <laughs> oh, there was another one when they were, like taking a guy out for his bachelor party and they're like we're gonna go bungee jumping but you got to do it blindfolded and he's standing on a pier yeah and then he's like all right ready three two one and then he jumps forward right into water yeah right (laughs) off of a dock oh Uh, dude that guy's brave as shit though like fuck yeah dude i when i tried bungee jumping it was terrifying because you're looking at the ground come up insanely fast first yeah. it feels like you're flying like everything's slowed down but then all of a sudden that effect wears off and you're just like fuck 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 whoop as yeah. soon as you feel the string bounce you back up it's like it's it's cool and then there's the videos of guys who don't measure the rope oh yeah and they bounce off the fucking ground Bow. yeah that's it sucks for them i ain't doing it again nope oh you've done it nope Oh. Never will. Bungee jumping is not. I don't think that you'd be able to. I think you're too big. Like, you weigh too much for I, the. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> Apparently, I weigh too much to go fucking skydiving, too. So. Oh, well. Yeah, but you already got to do it, so you're fine. Yeah. A couple times. Um, I had a, a story from when I was a little kid. That be that my cousins would tell. Like they lived upstairs from us, and we lived downstairs, and they would come down. We hang out all the time, and he was like, "I got a, I got a story about a witch." I'm like, "Okay," and we're all sitting there. Parents are gone, and uh, he was telling this story. It's like every every day at this time, we always hear someone. We don't hear the door, but we hear someone walking up the steps. And we were like, bullshit, whatever. And that time was coming up. And he goes, just wait, just wait. You're going to hear her going up the stairs. 
So we're sitting there and we look at the clock and it's like 3 p.m., middle of the day. Yeah. All of a sudden we're like, we hear boom, 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 going up the stairs. We're like, what the fuck? It would freak us out. Every day at the same time it would happen. No shit. Yeah, it was weird. You're like, no fucking way. I'm not in here alone at this time. I don't care. Fuck. Yeah. I think I was like, probably like six. So we were all real little. But uh, yeah, that was that was crazy. That and, is. And we were in the ghetto. Yeah. So it's like fucking. You were probably just hearing gunshots at the same time. Everything. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I wouldn't even fucking. It's sad that now I'll be outside. Like, what the fuck? I don't know. I'll be outside with like, you know, the kids. My my daughter. We live right across the street from my brother, so she'll be playing with her cousins. And we'll hear gunshots off in the distance, and we don't even flinch. That's how fucking common it is to hear gun violence. Like, yeah. it sucks. It sucks the world that we have to raise our kids into, or yeah. that people have to live in in general. Yeah. So we don't have any beer today, just uh, Arizona green tea. That's yeah. all we're drinking out. Guys, we put out like three to four episodes at a time, and it's just... We are extremely exhausted yeah, today, man. We're recovering from the weekend. So. Yeah, in different ways. You had the haunt. Yeah. I had video games. It's yeah. <laughs> no, I jealous. I was trying to organize everything <laughs> that I've been getting from like jobs and shit for what's going to sale, what's going to the rage room, and it's just it's it was a tiring process, man. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, it was like fucking five six hours just straight working. Yeah. Do you have any crazy stories from when you were a little kid? I I have several from when I was a kid. Like I told you, I lived in a house that was like fucking, there was just weird shit going on. I told you about when I went to go pet my my dog and I thought it felt weird. Uh, I'll, I'll tell the story again for those who didn't hear it or don't remember. When I was a kid, we had this dog named Benji. It was an all black French poodle. And every night, the dog would come and sleep next to the bed, and I would pet the dog, and I'd fall asleep. Um, well, this particular night, I didn't remember him coming into the room with me. But when they turned off the lights, I was like, oh, he's right here. You know, like I just saw what looked like the figure of my dog. So I reached over to bed, and I'm petting him, and I'm like, man, he feels weird. And then I go to turn on the light, and when I turn on the light, there's nothing there. Like, it was fucking, my child brain couldn't wrap my mind around what was going on. Yeah. I just kind of assumed he was running out. But, like, my grown-up brain is like, dude, there was some fucking weird shit that happened in that house. And then uh, my aunt, um, they ended up moving to a bigger house. They used to live in, like, this fucking, their, their old house was literally, like, this basement. Damn. So it wasn't big at all. It had one bedroom, and they had uh, two kids at the time and then a baby on the way. Shit. So they upgraded, and they ended up getting, like, this two-story house, and it was just fucking awesome. But it was creepy. And the there were several girls in the neighborhood, like, some of the young ones and then their moms and shit that would, like, mess around with, like, Ouija boards, and they would do, like, these fucking little ceremony things. And my aunt used to hang out around them. Well, one night I was trying to scare them because she was like telling some 
uh, it was a good creepy story back in the day for when you're a kid. But like my grown up mind is like, that was a stupid story. Anyways, they were like it, all in the dark telling the story. And then I bang on the window to try and scare them and shit. And it, it worked for a couple of them, but nothing crazy. Well, a couple days later, I was in that house and in the house, we kept hearing like a clicking noise. It wasn't like someone like thumping on anything. It was like just click, 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 like almost someone flipping a switch. Yeah. We never once had we been up in the attic like us kids. It was only the their dad that would go up in there. Well, one day it was me and I believe it was my middle cousin who came with the like middle brother and we put up a little it was a janky little ladder and we tried to like peek up in there and when we went up there there was a light in the middle of the room like a pull string light and it was on and we went up there the next night and it was off and we went in there to go click on the light and when we click on the light it made that same clicking noise oh shit yeah that was weird it was a really weird thing to experience oh shit yeah it just it, nothing like crazy or malicious happened to us while we were in there. They had a fireplace and a bat flew in once when I was sleeping and I sleep with a fan on me and I used to take the front covers off the fan so that it would give more wind. And I had the fan like right by my head and it had these like fucking metal blades on them. And when the bat came in the house, my cousin goes running by and, like, smacked the fan over, and it landed on my head and went thump, 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 thump on top of my head, dude. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it was bullshit. But, no, I had that, and then just some just weird things that's happened when I was a kid. Like, nothing ever, like, hurt me. The closest thing I ever had to that was, which it could have just been I hit something on my bike. We were doing, like, a little bike race, and... I was riding the bike, and all of a sudden, it was I was riding right past the house of the girl that I made fun of and shit. And it was like my handlebars must have like twisted or some shit like that, or my because my tire just popped, like made a loud popping noise, and my handlebars just twisted, and I flew off my bike. Yeah, oh, I like shit. fucked up my knees and everything. I flew into a van. It was crazy, but I don't know. It, it like it's coincidence. I hope unless. Like, I always say the joke, like, my life, all the fucked up shit that happened is because I made fun of, like, all these kids that did witchcraft and shit, and they probably put some, like, toad spell on me or some shit. When you was, told that bike story, it reminded me of this uh, girl that, little girl that used to live across the street here, and she got a new bike for her birthday, and um, she ended up coming outside, brand new bike, and she was riding her around to the corner, came back around. And she never tested the brakes out yet. Oh, shit. So she hit the front brake and face planted over on top of uh, the sewer grate in the street. Oh, shit. So it wasn't concrete. It was metal. She hit, boom, right on her face. Oh, fuck. I kind of laughed. <laughs> oh, my God. I was kind of a dick when it came to that as a kid. Yeah. I was like, I'm sorry, but that was funny as shit. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Um. I mean, fuck, dude. There's just weird things I can't explain that now in my older days, I believe there's something. Either it's paranormal, supernatural, whatever you want to call it. I 100% believe it. There's too much stuff that happened that's just. But is it is that what happens like when you when you die? 
Don't know. One way to find out, right? I don't want to find out right now. Not now, right now. Later. One day. Eventually. Maybe. We'll see. Maybe I'll like get to that point. Accomplished too much stuff as people yeah. to not just. There's got to be something, man. There's oh, got to yeah. be something else. Like, I can't explain all the things we have in this world and how we've come from supposedly just fucking cavemen to what we are now. Yeah. Like, it just it doesn't make sense to me. I still can't wrap my brain around it. We're sitting in front of a computer doing a fucking podcast for people, and they hear it all around the world. Like, how did this happen from people learning how to make a fire? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. We we get our technology from other sources. 100%. We have to. I don't care what anyone says. There's no way people can just come up with this shit. No way. You, uh, you ever play, uh... That Call of Duty, the Black Ops, the zombie mode? Yeah. Okay, and they get this perk, right? You go to this, like, soda machine that gives you a soda, and you get this one called Walk Among the Tombstones. And you got to, like, when your character dies, you got to walk in basically the spirit world and get back to your body. I wonder if it's something like that. Like, you don't have any type of rest because your, you know, your physical body is somewhere you don't know, and now you just... You're stuck in this one place trying to find it. You know, there's one thing kind of weird about me. Like, when I was younger, I, I used to be, like, terrified of death. But now it's like, I'm just not. I'm not afraid of it. I've come to the... Like, it's going to happen. Yeah. You just got to... It's. I think it's in the back of everyone's brain that it's a part of life. Yeah. Did Some you know people. you can't ever save someone's life? You can only postpone their death. Yep. That's crazy. You were born to die. Mm-hmm. Can you think of that? It's fucked up. From the from the day you're born, you're dying. Hard to think about. Well, well I that do got ha- dark. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of dark, I got five of uh, the darkest cases of witchcraft. You want to hear about it? Let's hear it. All right. This one's from uh, Unexplained Mysteries. Let me pull this up. Witchcraft is a broad term for the belief and practice of magic. It can be found in various cultures across history and means something slightly different to every group. Most supposed witches were usually old women and invariably poor. Any who are unfortunate enough to be crone-like, snaggletooth and sunken cheat were assumed to possess the evil eye. If they also had a cat, this was taken as proof. Many unfortunate women were condemned on this sort of evidence, and hanged after undergoing appalling torture. So here we have five witchcraft cases. Mother Shipton was a 16th century English prophetess, and supposed witch who is said to have made dozens of unusually accurate predictions, including the Great Plague of London and the Great Fire of London. Mother Shipton was born Ursula Southill, the daughter of the 16-year-old suspected witch Agatha Southfield in 1488. She was reputedly born grotesquely deformed and hideously ugly, but was nevertheless taken in by a kind townswoman. Her head was too large, her cheeks were sunken, her limbs were twisted and ill-formed, and she was born with a full set of teeth which protruded. According to local accounts, she was referred to as Hagface and the Devil's Child as she grew up, and it was believed by many that the father of such an ugly child must be the Devil himself. Fanciful tales grew up around her of strange events which were said to have plagued the cottage as she grew up. The furniture was... What a bitch. 
<laughs> what a bitch. I was going to say that. My child is so ugly, it's got to be the devil, Satan. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, shit. <laughs> I had to stop. I could, I could contain my laughter on that one. <laughs> All right, I'll keep it going. All right. Mysteriously rearrange itself, plates would be flung about, and food vanished before the eyes of astonished mealtime guests. It's said when pushed beyond the limits of her notoriously limited patience, she would send goblins to deal with her tormentors. However, neither her growing reputation as a witch nor her appearance deterred a York carpenter and builder Tony Shipton from marrying her in 1512, though it's believed she used a love potion to bewitch her suitor. Although they remained childless, their relationship was described as very comfortable. Mother Shipton was credited with powers of clairvoyance, and through the centuries her predictions, originally passed down by word of mouth, were held in the same high regard as those of her near-contemporary Nostradamus. Her early forecasts were to do with local people and events, and people travelled to Narsborough from some distance around to consult her. It's claimed that some of her prophetical verses foretold iron ships, motor transport, submarines, aircraft, and perhaps even the internet. Mother Shipton died between 1561 and 1567, and is said to have been buried in unconsecrated ground somewhere on the outskirts of York. She was feared in her own time and has been remembered by many over the centuries as England's greatest prophetess. The standout sorcery case of the pre-witch trial era was that of Eleanor Cobham, Duchess of Gloucester. In 1441, she stood accused of employing a magician named Roger Bolingbroke and a wise woman named Marjorie Jordaman to kill Henry VI by sorcery. They were found guilty and to warn others against such practices. Robert was made to stand upon a stage constructed in the churchyard of Old St Paul's Cathedral while a sermon was preached against magic. His magical paraphernalia was also exhibited including wax images and swords straight with magical copper talismans. He was convicted of high treason and hanged, drawn and quartered. Marjorie was burned at Smithfield either as a heretic or a female traitor. Cobham underwent public punishment, pleading that she'd hired the magicians not to kill the king but to use their magic to enable her to have a child by the Duke of Gloucester. She was imprisoned for life. During the 15th century, concern was repeatedly expressed in the necromancy and sorcery in aristocratic circles leading to a handful of trials for treason, slander, and murder. Commoners such as Jordamain were rarely caught up in such intrigues, but the tables would be turned more than a century later when witchcraft was seen to be a pervasive problem. An accusation of witchcraft did not mean an automatic trip to the gallows, even at the height of the witch trials in the 16th and 17th centuries. Under the Witchcraft Act of 1563, causing death through any witchcraft enchantment charm or sorcery brought with it the penalty of death. But for the lesser offences, those convicted were to be imprisoned for one year, and to stand in the pillory once a quarter for six hours. Death was a penalty for a second offence of this kind. Elizabeth Frances, however, was convicted before the courts three times on accusations of witchcraft before finally meeting her fate. Elizabeth stated that she'd entered the world of witchcraft when she was just 12 years old. She'd been taught by a grandmother, Mother Eve. The old woman gifted her a cat, the same creature that Elizabeth eventually passed on to her sister Agnes Waterhouse, who became the first to be hanged for witchcraft in England in 1566. The cat named Satan had done Elizabeth's bidding in return for bread and milk and a drop of blood. She used the animal to fulfill several desires. Elizabeth had first asked for wealth and goods in the form of sheep. These were granted and she received 18 in total. The creatures soon left and Elizabeth turned her thoughts to matrimony. 
She fixed her attentions on Andrew Boyles, a man of wealth in the area. Satan was happy to grant this request, on the condition that Elizabeth allow him to abuse her beforehand. She gave herself to Biles, only for the man to refuse to marry her afterwards. Wanting revenge, Elizabeth instructed the cat to deprive her lover of his goods. Finding this not enough to satisfy her, she went further, asking him to touch Boyle's body, causing him to die. Suspecting she was pregnant, she turned to Satan again for advice, taking the herbs he recommended to abort the pregnancy. Fate did not intervene this time, and Elizabeth would have met her end on the gallows at Chelmsford. While the last documented execution for witchcraft in England took place in 1682, three men and four women were sentenced to death in Paisley, Scotland in 1697 for committing murder by witchcraft. This tragedy began the year before the supposed possession of Christine Shaw, the 11-year-old daughter of local landowner John Shaw of Bagaran. She suffered fits during which she was rendered blind and mute, and vomited up pins, hairballs, feathers, bones, straws and other objects. Some witnesses testified that they'd seen her carried through the house by an invisible force. Christian first accused one of the Lord's maids, Catherine Campbell, and an elderly widow named Agnes Naismith of bewitching her. She pointed the fingers at others too, and those interrogated named others, so more than 30 people were accused in all. Six of them were hanged and burned for witchcraft, and one committed suicide before the sentence was carried out. One account of the execution states that some of the condemned were still alive when their bodies were burned and that the executioners borrowed a walking stick from an onlooker with which to push their victim's moving limbs back into the fire. Its owner refused to take it back after it had been in contact with witches. This was the first time a Scottish witch trial had been triggered by alleged demonic possession, a remarkable fact given that such instances of possession had been prosecuted in England and Europe for decades. The North Berwick witch trials ran for two years from 1590 to 1592, and implicated at least 70 people from southern Scotland, including several nobles of the Scottish court. The suspected witches were accused of holding their covens on the old Kirk Green in the village of North Berwick. As part of the background to the trials, a year or so prior to these events, King James VI of Scotland, who had initially been quite lenient towards witchcraft, experienced terrible storms while sailing to Copenhagen to marry Princess Anne of Denmark, and was forced to take refugee on the coast of Norway for some time. More storms greeted their return journey, and the admiral of the escorting Danish fleet blamed the storms on witchcraft. These events drastically changed James' views towards witchcraft, and he became single-minded in his persecution of witchcraft in Scotland, instructing his followers that they must denounce and prosecute any supporters or practitioners of witchcraft. In 1590, a young servant called Gilly from a small town near Edinburgh had been arrested for suspected witchcraft after some of her healing curses were branded as miraculous and the work of a witch. Initially, Gilly refused to confess to any dealings with the devil, but after torture and the discovery of a so-called devil's mark on her neck, she confessed to being a witch and affecting all her curses by his aid. Under further torture, she named various accomplices, including Dr. John Fian, Agnes Sampson and Francis Stewart. Ultimately, Gilly was burned at the stake. In all, about 70 people were accused of witchcraft, although it's not known exactly how many were executed. Many confessed under torture to having met the devil in the North Berwick churchyard at night, and to devoting themselves to doing evil, including attempts to poison the king and other members of his household and to sink the king's ship. Specific confessions claim that on Halloween of 1590, the devil had the witches dig up corpses and cut off different joints or organs which were then attached to a dead cat 
and thrown into the sea in order to call up the storm which had nearly shipwrecked the king's ship. The confessions were all similar and were all extracted by torture. One particularly gruesome account was that of Agnes Sampson, who was examined by King James himself at his palace of Holyrood House. She was fastened to the wall of her cell by a witch's bridle, an iron instrument with four sharp prongs forced into the mouth, so that two prongs pressed against the tongue and the two others against the cheeks. She was kept without sleep and thrown with a rope around her head. Only after these ordeals did Agnes Sampson confess to 53 indictments against her. She was finally strangled and burned as a witch. This was the first major witchcraft persecution in Scotland. It's estimated that between 3,000 and 4,000 accused witches may have been killed in Scotland over the years from 1560 to 1707. That was pretty good. That wasn't bad, man. Not bad at all. Not too shabby. So, yeah. Um, Dude, I don't know if you caught that, but when they were talking about the witch that is talking to Satan. Yeah. Satan was the cat. She was taking advice from a fucking cat. Yeah. That's fucking weird, bro. That's why I don't trust cats. So, while while we were listening to that, I came across a fucking video. Dude, it was so hard not to just die laughing in that. This woman's butt was swapped with her mouth and vice versa. Dude. I kind of want to watch this and listen to this I bet kissing her, people are like, man, I tried to kiss this ass face girl. Tastes like shit. (laughs) She had the smallest lips I've ever seen. Looks like a starfish. I really had to... How does she eat? Does she eat through her ass then? (laughs) (laughs) Let's hear about this. All right. Hi, guys. Sci-Fi Recapped here. Before we start, warning. Spoilers ahead. Today, I'm going to explain a 2017 Spanish drama movie with an unusual plot, called Skins. The movie starts with a woman lying in her bed. Her name is Samantha. She has an anus for a mouth and a mouth for an anus. Usually, she lives lonely because she has an abnormality with her mouth. Later, she decides to go to a restaurant without a face covering to express herself. There, the waitress laughs at her when she wants to order food. Inside her feelings, she feels very sad because she also wants to have a normal mouth. Earlier, she uploaded a photo of herself on Instagram, but Instagram decided to take her picture down because it doesn't comply with the community guideline. After that, the waiter serves her a warm soup. It turns out that she must use a funnel to eat. She puts the end of the funnel into her mouth, which is located where her anus is supposed to be. She pours the soup into the funnel to quell her hunger. When she wants to go home, she is suddenly approached by two bullies who have strange hairstyles. They start insulting her because of the abnormality on her face. Fortunately, she is able to get into her car and leave the bullies behind. Halfway through, she runs over someone that she didn't even see. The scene moves into a teenager, named Christian. He has developed body integrity identity disorder due to his fantasies about his father who left him at birth. The only thing he knows about his father is that he has a mermaid tattoo. Actually, he has a normal body, but because of his fantasies about the mermaid, he does not believe that his legs belong to him and he wants to become a merman in the real life. He often spends his time in a wheelchair so he doesn't have to use his legs. As a result, his mother brings him to a therapist to talk about his condition. During this session, he gets in a heated argument with his mother. She pulls him off the wheelchair so that he is bleeding. She then pulls his pants off in front of the therapist, revealing a bunch of scars and wounds. Turns out that he often mutilates his leg and his penis. Yeah, he <laughs> looks right up at his dick, too. With a razor blade all this time. 
Feeling humiliated, he pulls his pants up and he runs away from that place. He is so frustrated to get rid of his legs, but he finally gets an idea. Soon, he decides to lay down on the road and let a random passing car run over his legs. Obviously, from this time it can be seen that the person who runs over his leg was Samantha. Because of it, he looks up at Samantha and he smiles at her. Samantha is obviously shocked about the incident. This is the first time that Christian feels free and also the last time to live as he ends up dying from these injuries. Furthermore, Samantha, who accidentally killed Christian, feels guilty when she gets home, she even ignores her father's question, and she chooses to reflect in her room. On her birthday, she celebrates with her father because only her father accepts her condition. Her father initially brings her a birthday cake, and in the end she blows the candles lit with her butthole. While they are eating, they have the television on and they see in the news that a teenager was hit by a car and the person just drove away. Her father expresses that it's truly disgusting that some people would do such a horrible thing, as he unknowingly hurts Samantha's feelings. He then gives Samantha a unicorn mask for her birthday present in order to hide her abnormal face. Meanwhile, Samantha, who is disappointed with the gift, decides to leave her house. Later, she is cornered again by the previous bullies and they want to rape her immediately. Samantha responds with a bite to the man's genitals until he is in pain, and again she manages to run away. Feeling like she is at the end of her hope and she has no reason to live, she heads to a bridge. Just as he is about to jump, she suddenly passes out. In another scene, there is a normal man, Ernesto, who is masturbating using his girlfriend's photo. His girlfriend is also a deformed girl. Shortly after, his mother walks into the room and sees what he's doing currently. Knowing this, she immediately has a panic attack and she says that she's disappointed with him because he loves a woman with physical disabilities. As a result, he's kicked out from the house. Then he decides to live together with his girlfriend, Anna. Unfortunately, she is currently having an affair with another guy named Guillermo, who is a burn victim. It shows them having a good time together and Anna just wants to find someone who loves her for the way she is. It seems like Guillermo is just settling for her because he's a burn victim and Ernesto is dating Anna because he has a strange fetish for deformed people. At the end, Guillermo asks her to immediately cut ties with Ernesto and apparently she agrees with that. Soon, she invites Ernesto to have dinner together. There, Ernesto tells her that he was kicked out from his house because of his fetish of liking deformed girls. Thus, he confesses to Anna that he loves her physical disabilities, which only makes her angry and she is even more convinced to break up with him. They finally break up and Anna gives him some money so he can live on the streets. Feeling depressed, Ernesto intends to end his life. However, he is distracted by the ringing of a nearby phone. Turns out, it is Samantha's cell phone that is being called by her father. Ernesto then takes the cell phone and accidentally sees Samantha's face. Samantha wakes up begging him not to hurt her. Obviously, he doesn't want to hurt her because he likes her physical disabilities, instead he picks up the call so he can take Samantha home. Arriving at Samantha's house, her father thanks him for taking her home. Meanwhile, Samantha, who is lying on the couch, is suddenly relieved after hearing the news about Christian's death. According to the police, he actually wanted to end his own life. On the other hand, Samantha ends up falling in love with Ernesto for his kindness and vice versa. Strangely, they are kissing each other and finally find their respective happiness. At the end of the movie, Christian is now happy because he finally lives as a merman in the afterlife. Subscribe to watch more videos like this, turn on notifications, and leave a like to help the channel out. Thank you for watching. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what the fuck was that? She, when he got the birthday cake, she farted to blow the candles out. <laughs> oh god.
Oh, my God. And then when he's trying to make out with her, he's just licking her butthole. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's so good. Whew. I oh, thought he was going to put his wiener in there. but Oh, he probably does, man. <laughs> Holy fuck. Holy fuck, that was good. <laughs> Not what I expected, but that was really good. That was a good little story. That's the kind of stories we need on the Manly Banter. If you have any good stories like that, Mickey, send them to the Manly Banter at gmail.com. I like how you just directed that at Mickey. Yeah, I know he's listening. Yeah, Mickey. <clears throat> we haven't talked to him in a while. I farted out of my mouth right there. You farted out of your mouth. That's a burp, my guy. Yeah. Dude, I didn't know that was a movie. I thought it was like a real woman wanted for, it. Like For a minute. Yeah. But it's still, it was still good, though. Hell yeah. <clears throat> I like how he linked it all together. Yeah, that was, that was pretty good. Oh, you guys got to watch that video. I gotta, I gotta give credit to whoever made that. Let me. Let Do me we even that. give credit to the one for the witch stories either? Yeah, that was unsolved mysteries. Oh, okay. This one was uh, Daniel Labelle. Daniel Five Le- point. F- oh wait, no, not Daniel Labelle. My bad. That was a uh, sci-fi recapped. Sorry. Sci-fi recapped. That's what that was. Oh my god. God, that was good. I needed that laugh. It's fantastic. <laughs> Whew. All right. So send us your stories. Uh, if if you can make us laugh, we would appreciate that. It's always a good time. If you can make our listeners laugh with your crazy fucking stories, even better. Uh, also, on Spotify, on Spotify exclusively, uh, we do have uh, Q&A and our polls on there. And... Uh, we're going to hopefully get some results back from that. Yeah, I'm hoping. Yeah. Uh, we we also got that raffle coming up. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh Sorry, I had a yawn. Uh it's it, it's going to be an awesome raffle. I'm curious to see how it's going to turn out. Yeah. Going to have um, a dual merch raffle. Yeah. Uh send us your scary stories and then you will be thrown into the raffle for the mm-hmm. month. Yeah. Yeah, uh, man. Uh, what are they? What are they winning? We're uh, still uh, discussing how the collaboration is going to work. So uh, all I can tell you is, you definitely will have some manly banter merch, um, and then I'm thinking that the way it sounded, we'll also have merch from Twisted Paranormal. So hell yeah, definitely look into Twisted Paranormal. Um, I like. I personally know the guy. He's really awesome, dude. And he knows a lot of creepy shit and he's seen some stuff it's it's kind of crazy man he was showing me like pictures and videos before and and things and it was it was pretty awesome hell yeah we also in november uh we <coughs> should have an interview we we did a couple of jail uh stories well now we're gonna get some stories from the inside yeah that's gonna be good yeah i actually uh might know a couple people to uh, to get in on that too. Not only that, we got other interviews coming up with uh, some strippers and some possible porn stars. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. that's I, gonna be awesome. I got some connections. Yeah, we're gonna do it as a Thanksgiving Day special called hell "Get yeah. Stuffed." Yeah, <laughs> get stuffed. <laughs> all right, and with that, you all have a good day, you sexy motherfuckers. When you make out, do it with your eyes open, with your butthole. Okay.